0: This is Dearson Hardy with your cross-politic Daily News Brief for Tuesday, September thirteenth, 2022. I hope you all had a restful weekend with your loved ones. So, without further ado, let me remind you about our conference. Do you like Jesus and beer? Then you and your family need to come to the Fight, Laugh, Feast Conference in Knoxville, Tennessee, October 6th through the 8th. The topic of this conference is lies, propaganda, storytelling, and the serrated edge. Satan is the father of lies, and the mother of those lies is a government that has rejected God. Christians haven't been reading their Bibles, so we as a society are more susceptible than ever to Satan and his lies. So join us October 6th through the 8th as we fight, laugh, and feast with Beer and Psalms, our amazing lineup of speakers including Pastor Doug Wilson, George Gilder, and Pastor Toby Sumter, and more. And, by the way, stuff for the kids too, like jumpy castles and accidental infant baptisms. Sign up to attend with you and yours, or become a vendor at fightlaughfeast.com. All right, now let's get to the news. Americans spent more on taxes last year than on food, health care, education, and clothing combined. Yikes. New consumer spending data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, BLS, provides some sobering perspective on how much Americans are paying in taxes. The data covers consumer spending across a wide variety of categories in 2021. Overall, taxes accounted for about 25% of average consumer spending. The BLS measures spending per consumer unit, which describes as either, number one, members of all particular households who are either related by blood, marriage, adoption, or other legal arrangements. Two, persons living alone or sharing a household with others or living as a roomer in a private home or lodging house or in a permanent living quarter or in a hotel, motel, etc. And number three, two or more persons living together who use their income to make joint expenditure decisions. On average, each consumer unit paid more than $16,000 in taxes last year. This outpaces average spending on food, clothing, education, and health care combined. The mean total spending per unit on health care, food, education, and clothing was $16,721. This included on average $8,289 on food, 5,400 on health care and just over 1,000 on education and 1,700 on apparel. The mean for total spending per unit on taxes was $16,730. In addition to this distributing tidbit, the new BLS data continue, or contains a wealth of other information on American spending habits and offers an interesting glimpse at recovery and inflation during the second year of the coronavirus pandemic. The highest expenditure category was housing at an average of $22,623 per consumer unit. That includes property taxes. Major spending categories aside from housing, food, health care, and education and clothing included transportation at over ten grand. Utilities, food, public services, and entertainment, household operations, and personal care products and services all fell just behind. A lot of numbers for you guys on that one, but moving on. This is kind of a sobering one as well. Sex traffickers nabbed in Florida sting. It includes Disney employees and a police deputy. A Florida sex trafficking sting known as Operation Fall Hall 2 captured 160 culprits this week with a list that included several Disney employees, a teacher, and Georgia Deputy Police Chief Jason DePrima. According to local news, Dupreme was considered an up-and-comer in the Georgia force, and Sheriff Grady Judd, who ran the sting, said, quote, if all else fails, he could write a book on how to ruin your career in three easy steps. The sting operation started on August 29th and lasted one week and was a multi-agency effort led by the Polk County Sheriff's Office, PCSO, Vice Unit. Their efforts found and rescued at least two sex trafficking victims. That's heartbreaking. Former cop DePrima was arrested after he tried to solicit an escort while attending the American Polygraph Association seminar. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. In Orlando, on August 31st, he thought he was speaking to a prostitute, but he was actually talking to an undercover PSCO detective. The Cartersville Police Department said in a press release that DePrima had resigned Thursday following the department placing him on administrative leave pending. An internal investigation well there you go if you wanted a an example on how to ruin your career there you go yeah moving on speaking of ruining a career or a presidency biden quietly loosens tech export rules to chinese communist firms just days after Huawei lobbyist's brother joins the white house coincidence hmm The White House quietly loosened Trump-era restrictions on the sharing of U.S. technology with firms blacklisted for their ties to the Chinese Communist Party, including the controversial Huawei, the National Pulse can report. The Commerce Department's Bureau of Industry and Security, BIS, issued a revision to a Trump-era export administration regulation's EAR, newly authorizing the release of certain technology and software for the alleged purpose of standard setting and development in standards organization. The move, which applies to firms that have been blacklisted by the U.S. government, was advertised as addressing confusion on whether American companies need a license to share low-level technology with sanctioned parties. Notably, Hawaii Technologies Co., which was included to the original export ban, as telecommunications firm has extensive links to the Chinese Communist Party, will now be able to receive certain technologies from American companies. What could go wrong? Labeled a national security threat by the Trump administration and a decades-long Chinese military collaborator by the U.S. Department of Defense, Hawaii routinely provides the regime backdoor access to its products, networks, and devices. The State Department has also emphasized that the Chinese Communist Party has used Huawei as an instrument not only for making money, but also for pursuing the party's state's agenda and fulfilling its strategic objectives, deeply enmeshed in Beijing's system of oppression at home and its increasingly assertive strategic ambitions globally. The news comes after months of wrangling by Huawei's lobbyists, who those of whom include leading anti-Trump and pro-Biden individuals such as Trump impeachment support Stephen Binock, and the brothers of both Biden advisor Steve Verschetti and newly minted Biden climate czar John Podesta. Well, if nobody's alarm bells are ringing, then uh, we're in trouble. Accountable to you. Is your smartphone a tool in the service of Christ or a minefield of distractions and temptations? With soul-killing seductions just a few taps away, our families and churches must embrace biblical accountability on our digital devices. Accountable to you makes transparency easy on all your family's devices by sharing app usage and detailed browsing history including incognito mode. Yes, you can't get around it with your spouse, parent, or chosen accountability partner. Accountable to you helps your family to proactively guard against temptation so you can live with integrity for God's glory. Learn more. Try it for free at AccountableToYou.com slash flf. That's accountable the number two you dot com slash flf. Some news from Ukraine as we head overseas. Ukraine hails snowballing offensive. Blames Russia for blackouts. Now, let me be clear. I don't really know what's <laughs> true one way or the other, but this is still an intriguing art- article here from Reuters. Ukrainian forces kept pushing north of the Carvaka. Karviv region, and advancing to its south and east, Ukraine's army chief said on Sunday, a day after their rapid surge forward, drove Russia to abandon its main bastion in the area. So, Ukraine getting some push here. Ukrainian officials accused retreating Russian forces of launching retaliatory attacks on civilian infrastructure, including a thermal power station in Kharkiv. That the authorities in Kiev said caused widespread blackouts. Quote, no military facilities. The goal is to deprive people of light and heat. That was from Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. He wrote that on Twitter of the attacks. Moscow denies its forces deliberately target civilians. Zelensky has described Ukraine's offensive as a potential breakthrough in the six-month-old war and said the winter could see further territorial gains if Kiev received... More powerful weapons. And I wonder who's going to provide that. Could it be Biden? Could it be the U.S. sending over billions more? Anyways, in the worst defeat for Moscow's forces since they were repelled from the outskirts of the capital, Kiev, in March, thousands of Russian soldiers were left behind ammunition and equipment as they fled the city of Izium, which they had used as a logistics hub. So there you go. That's what's going on with the whole Russia and Ukraine situation. And now we have to finish with my favorite topic, sports. You all know it. The NFL's week, wrap, week one wrapped up this past weekend, and I wanted to run through some scores with you guys. Now, I'm sure you all saw the opening night game. That was the Bills as they took down the defending Super Bowl champs, the Los Angeles Rams, by a score of 31 to 10. And let me tell you, Josh Allen, he looked impressive, every bit the part of a superstar quarterback. Elsewhere, the New Orleans Saints took down the Atlanta Falcons 27-26 in a close contest. Marcus Mariota's back in action. I was pleased to see him make his return to the field. Good guy. Is he a good quarterback? That remains to be seen. Uh, the Cleveland Browns took down the Carolina Panthers 26-24, to 24, and this was after Baker Mayfield said he was going to, quote, F them up, and that, well, that didn't go well. The Chicago Bears pulled off a surprising win over the San Francisco 49ers 19 to 10 with an opening win in Chicago. And uh, I don't know, maybe the 49ers should have started um, you know, their other quarterback instead of this uh this young guy that didn't seem to turn out so well. Pittsburgh Steelers took down the Cincinnati Bengals 23 to 20 in an overtime thriller. The Philadelphia Eagles held on to defeat the Detroit Lions 38 to 35. The Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans both tried to find ways to lose the game but ended up sharing it in a tie, 20 to 20. Yes, that can actually happen. The Miami Dolphins defeated the New England Patriots, that's a phrase that I'm not used to saying, 20 to 7, and well, that's because Tom Brady's no longer there. The Baltimore Ravens took down the Jets who once again crashed and burned, 24 to 9. The Washington Commanders, I don't care. They're the Redskins. I don't care. The Washington Redskins defeated the Jacksonville Jaguars 28-22. Good job, Carson Wentz. The New York Giants took down the Tennessee Titans 21-20. to Are the Giants back finally? Probably not. The Kansas City Chiefs took down the Cardinals in an impressive fashion 44-21. Patrick Mahomes, he's the man. Minnesota Vikings defeated the Packers 23-7. to It looked like Aaron Rodgers is missing his buddy, Devontae Adams. By the way, I have Devontae Adams on my fantasy team, and boy, oh boy, did he put up some good numbers for me. And finally, the Tampa Bay Bucks defeated the Cowboys 19-3. to And that is all the scores I've got for you guys. And this has been my favorite topic, sports. And this has been Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, hit that share button down below. If you wanted to sign up for a club membership, sign up for our conference with that club discount. Then sign up for a magazine subscription. You can do all of that at fightlaughfeast.com, our one-stop shop. And as always, if you want to email me a news story about our conference or become a corporate partner with CrossPolitik, email me at garrison at fightandlaughfeast.com. Com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day and Lord bless.